0: Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I am your Herd Leader, John Wayne.
1: And I'm a giant anthropomorphic bear telling you that only you can prevent forest fires. Did you know Smokey the Bear is six foot two?
0: In this episode, <laughs> we are going to be talking about Jedi, not forest fires, although you should educate yourself if you're not already that on yes. what you can do to prevent them because our forests are precious and we need them to breathe.
2: Yes. But...
0: Uh, There is probably a podcast for that. This is not it. This is the podcast for Jedi and Star Wars and nerdy conversations. And hopefully that's why you're here. Yeah. Could you imagine? And if you're here to also, you know, prevent forest fires, you can do that while enjoying this content, I guess.
1: We don't have that kind of resource, though. But we can probably get you in touch with who does. Somehow.
0: Uh, Yeah. Just find a hydrant in the forest. You'll be fine. (laughs) Anyway... So, yeah, uh, this episode is going to be all about Jedi, but not your typical Jedi. Not the Jedi that we're used to talking to and used to putting the spotlight on. This is all about the Jedi that don't get the spotlight. The ones who are outshone too often by Obi-Wan's sassy Kenobi pants and Anakin does whatever he wants Skywalker. No, we're we're not talking about those guys. Those guys get 90% of the coverage. We're talking about the ones that get 10% or less coverage. We're talking about some of our favorite unique and secondary and background and lesser-known Jedi. And some of these uh, are going to coincide with some of the lesser-known secondary background Jedis that you have shared with us that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And some are going to be completely different. I think either way, we're going to have some fun conversations today. Uh, And it's going to be about Jedi, so there you go. And if if you're a purveyor of the dark side, if you are a son or daughter of the Shade... Do not worry. There will be an episode all about Sith eventually. Uh, but we just watched a Clone Wars episode where Quinlan Vos showed up, and Quinlan is arguably one of our favorite lesser-known Jedi. So we wanted to talk more about some of those.
1: One of your because I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to read Dark Disciple well, yet.
0: I mean, well, but you liked him, and you want to know more. Yes. And sadly, you'll never know more. Well, exactly. You'll know a little bit more. But trust me, based on what we're going to talk about about Quinlan Vos's legends what he has in canon is is just a few pence of the queen's coin uh, compared to the bank of riches in his legend's lore
1: we were just watching a british <laughs> cooking show called sorted <laughs> and i think I, that got to you
0: i think i think you're just i think you're just jelly of all of my uh, awesome awesome jams well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: know what well, what well, flavors i'm eloquent what well, flavors i'm eloquent don't...
0: This is some eloquent jam. This is some of that blackberry jam. If you're making
1: a peanut butter and jelly, what kind of jelly do you use? Strawberry. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, that's... I know.
0: I know. T- so here, here's a here's a way to bring this back. You're used to the grape jelly. Today we're giving you the strawberry jelly. Yeah. Today we're giving you the blueberry <clears throat> jelly. And gosh darn it, today we're giving you the blackberry.
1: Blackberry with. Seeds.
0: Put away your grape. Put put away your grape jelly. All right. That that's 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 basic, all right. We're not here yeah. about this basic Jedi stuff. We're about the strawberry jam Jedi stuff, y'all
1: my aunt Imogene used to make the best preserves, oh
0: gosh, yes,
1: oh my we still have the last
0: i jar. i went I went to family gatherings, not for the family, no, I went for the preserves, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and my my grandparents they still have the last couple jars that she made,
0: yeah, yeah, oh man, put that stuff on some cornbread. Oh. Got some good happenings. Anyway, uh, speaking great. of other good happenings, speaking of Star Wars nudes, n- nudes, <laughs> Kylo, <your laughs> it's dog. just all exposed. I was gonna say Star Wars news spread lusciously and evenly over a biscuit of cornbread, uh, but now I've a completely biscuit? ruined. I've ruined. A th- yeah. Got okay. a biscuit? No. A biscuit to me. I mean, unless it's you just make it like a mu- unless you make it like a muffin, then it's muffin of cornbread. Okay, agreed to disagree. <laughs> <Mr>. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to transition to the news. You ruined it. They do but things against Georgia. I guess. Whatever.
1: Uh, yeah. So we got some news.
0: We do have some news. We this got has been, some. It's been eventful on news these yeah. last couple weeks.
1: So we're gonna get through it as fast as we can.
0: <laughs> Try to. We actually Try didn't to. do too bad last week. Okay.
1: Nah. Um, John. In a oopsie doodles gaming news, well, not quite oopsie doodles, it was a, that happened. A
0: purposeful oopsie.
1: Yeah. Um, apparently a new game mode has been delayed from deploying this month to March instead. With the update, it was confirmed that there will be two new reinforcements. John, tell me what that means.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I've kind of just, you know, we go over the scripts together, and when it comes to gaming news, I've just stopped. I've, I've, I've put very simple points in there for the gaming yeah. news. because um, I have no idea. So basically there was a new it's being nicknamed Titan game mode. Um basically it's a lot like the old school Battlefront Siege game mode where you have to capture certain points and it'll involve um ship to ship uh combat supposedly mm. not like ships fighting ships it'll be like boarding <clears throat> ships kind of combat. Yes. Really big deal. Uh, for adding a lot of playability, whether you already like Battlefront or whether you're on the fence about it. It's a lot that's going to promise to be good gameplay. Um, And so because it's so big and because it should be done right, uh, that's why they've decided to postpone it. And surprisingly, the fandom is pretty cool with it. Usually this is when all kinds of war breaks out on the social medias, but thankfully a lot of people have had the same opinion I have of, We'd rather you do it right, so yeah. if it takes another month, that's fine.
1: Also, we didn't know about it.
0: <laughs> well, you've no- we've known about it.
1: Oh, I didn't know about the- it. If
0: you play Battlefront regularly, you've known about it, because they've been talking about this for the past couple months. Um, well, the significant okay. thing is we've known about the new game mode we did not know, and it was revealed in the update um, detailing the postponement. We did not know we were getting two new reinforcements. So what that means is the reinforcements are so you have your four main classes. You have Assault, you have Heavy, you have Specialist, and you have Officer. Those are the ones you can freely typically play. Um, But then as you play, you earn battle points, and you can spend those battle points to uh, requisition a reinforcement, which can either be a hero or a villain, depending on what side you're on. So like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. Um, or you can get a military enforce reinforcement. So like the Death Trooper, the Wookie, there, uh, the Jet Trooper, the Flame Trooper that I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically the super troopers that you can request. They got high outputs of damage. They get lots of points for their kills. They are they've got a lot more health. They're they're basically the the goal to get. Like if you want to really siege the um, the the, ma- the map, okay. then. You like I love my favorite <laughs> is, is the death trooper mm-hmm. um and I really do I like the jet trooper as well, um so there's a lot of talk and conjecture what will these be um, A lot of fans have been hoping for droidicas or destroyer droids for quite a while. I don't see an appeal in having that
2: mm-hmm.
0: um just because I'm thinking of. Like you're gonna have a lot of high output on damage. You're gonna have the shields, yeah. But mobility, I don't really like droid Dickus for. Um, I I don't I, don't, I think yeah. the super battle droids are great. And if anything, I would <clears throat> rather a commando droid. If we are yeah. getting a droid, I would love the commando droids. And I yeah. think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that.
1: Yeah, the destroyer droids—they're pain in the butt in the Lego games.
0: Oh yeah. So oh, that's
1: I, my point of reference. The other
0: one, are they in the? I don't even know if they're in the. No, I think they are in the yeah the uh, the third game. Um, the other one that is almost a safe bet is Clone Commandos or Arc Troopers. Um, when Ben Walk has been questioned about Clone Commandos, he's been very honest that he's they've been talking about it. Yeah, not in the sense of we've been talking about it, it's definitely happening, but we've talked about it as an option. Eventually, you know, being very vague about it.
1: Yeah, as you should be.
0: But, uh, yes. But that also lends itself to mean that if we are getting reinforcements, he has been honest that they, not just Ben, but the team has been wanting to do commandos. Mm -hmm. So, that said, commandos, or I say or ARC Troopers because commandos would be cool for us more long-term Star Wars gamers, Mm -hmm. but ARC Troopers would be more currently relevant. yes so you know for thanks to the clone wars and all that stuff so it could get, go either way but i definitely think we're getting a repl- it doesn't make sense anyway for the wookies to be the re- republic reinforcement it makes even less sense for the wookies to be a reinforcement for the rebels yeah. i don't like the wookies i'm just going to be honest in the game i have a good relationship with wookies otherwise but in the game <laughs> they we stink
1: we you, the wookies you have well i imagine
0: Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Well, they're not fun. Um, I don't like playing them. I don't like playing against them. They're just not fun.
1: Do you imagine that Wookiees are kind of like chinchillas, where they don't get fleas because the hair is so dense?
0: Maybe. Although we did talk about an episode where fleas are on Kashyyyk, so I I imagine that might be a problem. Maybe. Uh, Their their fur doesn't look that dense. It looks like St. Bernardi. But anyway, so that's that's what the news is. The news is
2: yeah.
0: cool game mode, that's not coming to Battlefront, delayed to next month for a good reason, and we're getting two reinforcements that we don't know. I asked you guys on Twitter, but if you haven't already, go let me know what do you guys think the reinforcements are. Yeah. I'm excited either way.
1: In Twitter news you think I forgot about that, didn't you? Um we got a possible bothan again. Oh my it's god. It's the same no, we did possible not. bothan. It's the same It's the same character, just in a different scene in Resistance.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the stinking.
1: No, 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 uh, no. Oh, what's it called? It's the Gorm. It's the the Garm. Yeah. It's the Garm. Whatever. The Garm from Doctor Who. They look like Bothans. Anyway, uh, no.
0: They pretty much said it's not a Bothan,
1: though. Yeah, but we're holding out hope. (laughs) 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 Me and is it a Bothan? Is this
0: a Bothan? Please. Anyway.
1: Like, if that's not a Bothan, show me what a Bothan is now.
0: You just love the spectacle of questioning if it, if, if things are Bothans. <laughs>
1: it's one of my favorite Twitters. What of it?
0: <laughs> you don't know what it was like to lose the Bothans in the Disney acquisition. You, you, you... <laughs> so many Bothans died you, in this acquisition. Yeah, exactly. You merely discovered the Bothan. We were born in it. It was furry and stinky. Delicious. Like the comic news.
1: Wow. Yeah, Uh, out this week, uh, we got Star Wars Han Solo Imperial Cadet number four. I thought that series was ongoing. Mm -hmm. I thought that series was way further than... I Mm
0: -mm. No, well, because there's the solo film adaptation, and there's Solo Imperial Cadet.
1: That makes sense. It is
0: kind of confusing having both going on. They're not simultaneous, but it's alternating. Like, we only get one of each a month.
1: Nice. Uh, We got Star Wars Age of Republic, Count Dooku. Yeah. Very nice. And
0: from the preview, uh, which is only like a couple of pages, don't freak yeah. out. But it does show an image that we're getting to see a little bit. I say, I a, a stress a little bit of Jedi Count Dooku. Yes. I'm not. I'm not expecting the whole comic, and I'm not promising you the whole comic is about Jedi Dooku. I'm saying we get it. Yeah. We get a look at it, and he has a blue lightsaber. Right. Huh. That's. I always imagined him with green. I don't know why. Anyway. <laughs> I just thought that was funny.
1: Yeah. Uh we have a synopsis for Star Wars Vader Dark Visions number one out of five out March sixth. Uh the synopsis is who is Darth Vader? He's your dad. <laughs> um he's That's not one. my
0: dad. That's, That's my a cell phone.
1: <laughs> your dad is a cell phone. Um
0: That's he's... what that thing on his chest does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Siri?
0: <laughs>
1: I can't do the voice. Uh, he's been many things, a Sith warrior, a commander, a destroyer. Darth Vader is, to many throughout the Galactic Empire, a symbol of fear and mysterious otherworldly power. But there are some who have seen the Dark Lord in a different light. There are many corners of the galaxy so dark and desperate that even Vader can be a knight in shining armor. The first, if- 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 the first issue of Star Wars Limited Series, writer Dennis Hopeless, Cloak and Dattery. Dagger and Jean Grey, sheds new light on the many sides of the galaxy's greatest villain.
0: Dennis, hopeless. Why are you so hopeless, Dennis? I'm sorry. Um, he wrote Jean yeah.
1: Grey. That's why.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, I saw so. Uh, one of the covers is just Darth Vader. But um, today I saw another cover. There's a, this is like uh, the Age of Republic. There's a butt ton of variants out there.
1: Yeah. Um, I appreciate that.
0: But this one has Vader kind of on a pedestal, and then you've got a whole bunch of um, some alien species. I think it's a new new species kind of below him, looking up at him. And I think the other cover that we've seen has Vader facing off some sort of Star Wars kaiju thing. Yes. So I think Vader... I think the Empire's trying to settle in, and the kaiju thing's causing trouble, so Vader comes in and kills it, and all the other people, because the kaiju is much worse than Vader, think, oh, Vader just saved us. I think this first issue is going to be a, a, a metaphor for how some parts of the galaxy accepted the Empire as a savior yeah. compared to the Republic.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't get that very much in our usual Star Wars media. You have to kind of dig deep into books and such for that.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of... Infer from some, like you know, we welcomed the empire because we thought it would be better, and it turned out to be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of see that, that'll be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, I, you know, I mean, I will, I will gladly eat all the Star- Darth Vader Star Wars stories.
1: Please don't eat at them. the
0: same time as I say. There's a lot of Darth Vader Star Wars stories. John, so
1: you could get ink poisoning.
0: <laughs> I'm as I'm equal parts excited as I am also ready for a time when we don't have. A Darth Vader series.
1: Yeah,
0: I say that as a huge Star Wars Darth Vader fanboy. Yeah, you know, like I've loved all the comics. I think he's a great character. He's one of my favorite characters. We just need a break. He's gotten a lot of attention, and yeah. and I just I I think we can we, shift to another character or another yeah. group of characters for a little while.
1: Can we get a Chira and Blaze? Baze. Baze. Sorry, how you always want
0: to say Blaze
1: because it's a Harry Potter character. Um, uh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Can we get a, it's a and at Blaze? <laughs> uh, comic, please. Like, even just based on Guardian of the Wills. Wills. Willis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis. Um,
1: What'd you talk about, Willis? Yeah, I
0: just think, I think there's a wealth of other characters that yeah. are due their time. I mean, we're talk- our, our whole episode is about Jedi that are due their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think Give me some Jedi, Shakti. not Jedi, I think there's so many characters that could do with yeah. that, that comic slot.
1: What's DJ's character? What What's DJ up to? What's he doing? I, I really
0: don't care. I liked him. Wow. No. <laughs> Hot. Take. Don't get me wrong. I liked him. I liked his little one shot comic that kind of explained how he got in jail. I think he's a very interesting character, but I'm also not interested enough to want a story for that. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's very low on the list of all the other characters. Hmm.
1: Gotcha. Just, just saying. Understood.
0: Sorry to the DJ fans out there.
1: I'm, I'm going to tell DJ Tanner. Full house. Whatever. Okay. Um, we also got an amazing image of the work uh, <clears throat> Casper Wingard is doing for the Age of the Rebellion special issue. And it shows off a very spooky, tin headed boy that we love mm-hmm. IG88. It, it looks great.
0: <clears throat> it looks really cool.
1: It makes me excited.
0: Yes, very excited. The one thing I hate is I know that it's not going to be a long story.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not going to be as long as if he got his own issue. But if anything, what the Age of Republic special has taught me is just because it's short doesn't mean it's not impactful. They they just jam it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'm, ex- I'm excited. And I love just that we're getting IG-88. I mean, yeah. we've gotten a few other nice uh, resurgences of background characters or kind of question mark characters. Um, But, of course, we love IG-88, so it's a little bit more special to see him get some more attention and and whatnot. So it's really nice. It's really, really nice.
1: You know what I want? Uh, I want to eat pizza like a normal person. But uh, also, I want want to see, visually, the story that we get in uh, Tales from the Bounty Hunter... IG-88's origin stories. Mm-hmm. I want to see that.
0: It would be cool if they would do like a Star Wars Origins yeah. um, series. I mean, it, couldn't, it doesn't have yeah. to be ongoing. It could be 5 or 10.
1: Yeah, because literally... Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, but just a series dedicated to telling where certain characters came from. Because yeah. I, think, I think about so, some characters, that's the most <clears throat> interesting thing. Yeah. We're not asking for their entire life's biogra- biography.
1: Yeah.
0: Just where did they come from? Why do they have the motivation they have sort of things, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, literally, in Legends, the first thing that IG-88 does is kill one of his creators.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then kill the rest of his creators. Yeah. And then assimilate his consciousness into the other droids. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's a really amazing. It's a really cool story. Um, I don't know if we'd get that same, that that full story, just because I don't think they're going with the shared sentience. Mm -hmm. Uh, idea. I think he is his own droid. Um,
1: He's a strong, independent black
0: droid. (laughs) He is. Who
1: can do whatever he wants.
0: And he chooses to kill. And I I support him in his ventures.
1: I respect that. Um, You know what else I respect? Book news. Woo! Book news. Um, In big letters, Star Wars Jediography. John. Excitement. Uh, Written by Mark Summerack. Releasing on October 15th, 2019, just in time for a birthday. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: for an Amazon pre it's You can uh, pre-order it on Amazon right now.
0: <laughs> you can <laughs> do just that. You're so excited. If you want to. By the way, uh, Mark Summer actually uh, is the same guy that did the droidography.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be a good one.
0: It sounds like it's going to be. a. Now, what I really am curious about, because the big appeal for me for droidography Who's was. going to be writing it? It was told from the tape the perspective of roger yeah a droid yeah what jedi are they gonna get to do this i wonder i
1: wonder if they're not in the in the holocron maybe they don't exist john
0: the nerd in me wants it to be Jacosta new though i know right because if if you don't know by the way she survived order 66 yeah uh i'm not gonna spoil all that story but basically the nerd in her survives order 66 and doesn't decide i'm gonna go overthrow the empire no i'm gonna i'm gonna collect books
1: Go my library which
0: is actually good. we know that it was actually instrumental to Luke Luke actually discovered her secret little nerd library, mm-hmm. so it's a good thing she did that, but uh it would it would make sense to her character to kind of be the cartographer of jedi uh that would be really cool
1: Cartographers are maps
0: it's a map of people
1: good save <laughs> good job <Dan>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cart Uh, biographer is the word you probably Whatever. Um, so the synopsis is... Star Wars Jediography is the ultimate in-universe guide to the world of the Jedi, transporting young readers to a galaxy far, far away through interactive features, fascinating facts, captivating insights as well, uh, with thrilling and original illustrations and amazing special features including lift the flaps, (laughs) textures, and more. John... There's textures. There, there is. Uh, Star Wars: The Jediography is guaranteed to thrill the saga's legions of young fans.
0: Yeah, so it is. It is targeted towards young kids.
1: Man, lift now, the Well, flops. I don't
0: say young kids, but like it's it's targeted towards young readers. You know, you yeah. can tell that from Droidography as well.
1: I mean, it, we gonna read it.
0: Well, it. I I love Droidography. Yeah. I think, you know, I praise Droidography and Scum and Villainy, for, being. Two books that are basically resource books yeah. told in a totally different way. So you're not just information, information, infor- you know, it feels like a story. And, you know, as it says, it's in universe. Mm-hmm. Like, Ro- this is actually Roger's diary and, <coughs> um, you know, uh, put together of droids. This is yeah. going to be some Jedi's put together.
1: <gasps> are you okay?
0: What if it's from the perspective of the Inquisitors?
1: That would be neat.
0: What if this is a hunting guide?
1: That would be neat. Ooh, interesting. What if it had, like, underneath or over the pictures of each Jedi, like, terminated, like, in the Incredibles? Yeah.
0: That would be cool. That
1: would be very cool.
0: Oh, man. If they're not doing that, they should do that.
1: (laughs) Hey. Hey, Jocasta knew. You, Jocasta, should knew to do that. That was a dumb joke, and I apologize <laughs> to my friends and family. I am so sorry. We're um, used to it. Yeah, that's right, because you are my friend and family. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cats. That's about it, though. Um, so, John, we get another book. Yes. Another fun book mm-hmm. to look forward to is The Art of Star Wars Rebels, written by Dan Wallace. And that is coming on October 1st, 2019, from Dark Horse Books. And it is also up for Amazon pre-order right now. Mm-hmm. So go do that. Um, the synopsis is, the award-winning team from Lucasfilm Animation brought the beloved occupants of the ghost into our homes five years ago. Wow!
0: Yeah, it's been a minute.
1: That's, that was five years ago. This came
0: out right after, uh, the announcement. Well, like, very close after the Disney acquisition. This was one of the first things they did.
1: Wow. Um, so, take a step behind the scenes to witness the journey from paper to screen with the art of Star Wars Rebels. Featuring never-before-seen concept art and process pieces, along with exclusive commentary from creative team behind the show, Dark Horse, bu- Dark Horse? Dark <laughs> Dark Horse Books, and Lucasfilm proudly present the official look inside one of the galaxy's most beloved shows. But John, does it have lift the flap? <laughs> does it have textures? No. Probably. Maybe. Possible. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, this is going to be one of those scholastic uh, young readers books. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Dark Horse, but you know what I mean. Like, you can get it at the, uh, the what's it called, the Scholastic Fair. Mm-hmm. You remember those?
0: Yeah. Those were fun. Those were fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Why don't they have those for adults? Oh, they're called bookstores.
0: Yep, it's called Barnes & Noble. <clears> or <throat> Books <coughs> A Million if you live in a lucky place.
1: Yeah, by the way, the people at Barnes & Noble in Augusta know us by name. Mm-hmm. That's That says a lot about how often we go there.
0: We like books.
1: We do like books. Um, any comments on that one? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, so, moving on to Fim. Fim? Fim. Fim and TVA news. Uh, HBO executive Casey Blois. Blois? Did it mm-hmm. right? Uh, spoke recently with TV Line about the development delay on the Benioff and Weiss produce series Confederate. This is interesting to Star Wars fans because he said a big reason is that the project has been delayed, had a lot to do with Benioff and Weiss working on a trilogy of films for Star Wars. Interesting. Uh, Up until now, it had been referred to as a series, which could mean anything, but it seems we we now know that it will be a trilogy in which they will begin writing and producing after the wrap of The Game of Thrones in April.
0: So, sadly, probably too late for anything at Celebration.
1: I took no breaths during (laughs) that. (laughs)
0: Um, Which, it's no surprise. I mean, we knew they were working on Game of Thrones first.
2: Yeah.
0: I wasn't expecting, like, trailers or... Like, I wasn't expecting much, but I was hoping we could get some idea, but it doesn't sound like they've even started. I think, obviously, they pitched something. They had to to get the jobs, I'm sure.
2: Yeah.
0: But... I don't think it's much more than maybe a paragraph of stuff. It's not it's not enough to reveal at this point. It's not refined. Um but it could mean that this time next year we're hearing more about it. Yeah. Pro- I mean it depends on how long they take to do their writing process. I don't know. I would re- I would <clears throat> think they wouldn't do anything around the episode 9 to distract from it. Yeah. You know, but
1: Oh we're gonna get some good stuff at celebration this year, oh
0: yeah, so much, um, so yeah, so it's nice to know it's a trilogy, uh, it was always kind of ambiguous what's a what's a series? how do you define a series? it's fitting it should it it it, it should have been expected it's a trilogy, yeah. you know, Star wars is done in trilogies, stanzas, and whatnot, so yeah, yeah but it's pretty cool i i i am I'm dying to know. What they're working on, what Ryan Johnson's working on, I'm just I'm really chomping at the bit to know what else we're get what we're getting after nine, and whatnot, yeah, you know
1: you're turning into the chatterer from... only
0: only one of them can go to the old Republic, <laughs> right, like I mean mm-hmm. we can't have two trilogies about the Old Republic unless we get old and older Republic
1: it's like the Septuagint John, there's a lot that we don't know about that series or about that time,
0: mm. yeah, but still. I feel How like, do you it, like
1: that deep seated Bible reference.
0: <laughs> I feel like it would be a lot of. I feel like it'd be very confusing though. Mm-hmm. Like, is this that Old Republic character or that one? Is it from that series or? Th- I I feel like it would be crossing your streams too much.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. You guys let us know. What do you think they're working on? What do you think Benioff and Weiss are going to do their trilogy about? And are you excited for it in the begin- in, in the first place?
1: I'll tell you what I'm excited for, John. Ye? Star Wars Celebration. Yay! Red alert, guys. If you are listening to it today, which is Wednesday, happy Wednesday, uh, tickets for autographs for all your favorite Star Wars peeps are on sale today at 12 Pacific Standard Time. If you are going to Celebration, do not miss this.
0: Yeah, do do the conversion on your own. I don't know where all you people are from, so I... Eastern. We, yeah, we're, we're Eastern. So, 3 o'clock for us. Um, yes. So, yeah, we are on the ticket watch because there's quite a few people we are planning to meet, and we are planning to jump on that. But yeah. I will say, the, n- the prices so far are very reasonable. Yeah,
1: to, so, n- to name a few. Ian McDermott.
0: He's not on the list yet. Are you sure? Now, he was just announced today. But he sounds like he's going to be, uh what do they call it? Um, Just chillin'? He's listed with Ashley um, Eckstein. Yes. Uh, in a more, I think it, I think they listed them as stage guests or show guests. Mm. So I think they're there for a specific thing I don't think they're going to be doing. Now, yeah. here's the thing. If you go to StarWarsCelebration.com now, or if you go to StarWars.com and look for the Star Wars Celebration tab... If you follow the link to the autograph thing, it's not the full list. It's a long list and we're still going to be getting more. I yeah. can almost guarantee you our sequel trilogy favorites are going to be there. Yeah. We are definitely meeting Adam Driver. Yeah. Um
1: Yes, please. They
0: just aren't announced yet. They're going to continue to announce yeah. from now until the show itself. So yeah.
1: And if just we keep do an eye. If we do meet Adam Driver, Amy and Rebecca, I promise to sniff him for you. There you go. It and probably I will describe like the coffee. scent. I imagine so.
0: Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was... I was, Trust me. I was looking for Ian McDermott. He could...
1: Yeah. He,
0: the thing is, he was just announced.
1: Yeah.
0: As coming. So, yeah. they're probably still working out, okay, when is he available to do them?
1: Yeah. We're still holding out hope that Alan Tudyk is going to be there so he can sign our rubber chicken hey-hey.
0: Yeah. So, I now... I um, to get signed. Something that Star Wars Celebration just tweeted... Um, is about the props that they're going to be bringing. Mm. This might not be big for everybody, but uh, basically they bring stage props um, for different sets uh, to Celebration. They're going to have the Classic Falcon. They're going to have the Solo Falcon. They're going to have an X-Wing. They're going to have a TIE Fighter. They're going to have the Tank from Rogue One. They're going to have the Tantive four uh, hallway. They are going to have the Death Star uh, Vader-Obi-Wan duel door set. Um, they are going to have the indoor bunker and a speeder bike. Uh, and I don't think I'm missing anything else. So that that's a lot of great photo opportunities. I know that last year they did almost all of the side interviews um, Anthony Carboni did on the Millennium Falcon set. The Millennium Falcon set is actually a normal centerpiece of celebration. So mm-hmm. lots of cool, pretty stuff to look at. Uh, so that's going to be awesome as well. Yeah. So there you go. There's your celebration news. We haven't really covered celebration news because there's been a lot of various announcements and guests listed and all this other stuff. So, But this is pretty big and whatnot, so we figured we would talk about it. Yeah. Just in case any of our other celebration peeps are looking for autographs and photos and all that cool stuff.
1: Uh. Also, Twitter news. Apparently, Anthony Daniels is back to his old tricks of vaguely tweeting about uh, Episode 9's title.
0: What did he tweet now?
1: Yeah, go. I'll let you read that.
0: Signals faint, but now more. Bright stars, because Paleo. Fading in, capital N. Fading could be on the pay, P-A, to the ans- answer... But the ER is cut off. Fading, have to update system. Will this ever end? Robot error. Should read robot error. Reboot. P A L. This is for only HO fading. K no. K and O. How
1: do you feel about this?
0: <laughs> pa- I don't know. Paleon. Uh, Let's see, paleon, paleon. I don't know. Hmm. I don't
1: know.
0: The last thing he did. uh, The last thing he did. It was like. It made no sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like it might make sense when the title's actually announced. Now, yeah. here's the thing. We're assuming this is Star Wars related. This right. could just be Anthony Daniels. This being... could just be his lunch.
1: <laughs> like, he, maybe he's eating paleo. Maybe he's on the diet.
0: May, maybe he's maybe he's just tooling with us.
1: Maybe he's just old.
0: Because <laughs> here's the thing. Anthony Daniels seems like the type to be like, these Star Wars fans want a title. I'm going to screw with them.
1: <laughs> it, uh, mm, that does I not mean, surprise it, me. Mm-mm.
0: So... Anyway, but uh so yeah, that's news. That be the news, Arr. yeah, uh so we will get into our banking clan. Um and then we'll be back with the main show. Guys, So as usual, we're gonna throw some Amazon goodies at you and hopefully something sticks Hopefully something stands out to you and you decide to go grab it because when you do grab it You're supporting the show and of course I mean you're supporting Amazon as well and you're supporting yourself with some cool Star Wars stuff Um, In the links uh, to this description uh, In the description, I don't know what my words are right now in the description of this episode. There are links. There are links to the great Amazon deals, so that way if something we recommend to you doesn't work for you, you can go find your own deal. Uh, There is a link for Audible. You can get Audible free for a month and get your first two books for free. You can get an Amazon Prime 30-day free trial. Uh, And specifically today, what we're going to recommend to you, because we're talking about Jedi and we're talking about Uh, some of the lesser-known Jedi, I thought we would recommend a book that I enjoy um, called The Jedi Path. The Jedi Path is basically, um, it's a lot like the Jediography or the Droidography books where it's written from the perspective of someone journaling about the Jedi Order. This is where you can learn all kinds of lore bits about what are the different saber forms? What are what does this robe mem- represent? And what does that represent? And it, it, if you've ever wondered and had questions about how the Jedi works, The Jedi Path is a great book for that. And the best part is it's very all-age friendly, so uh, if you're going to buy it for one of your younglings, uh, then you can do that. If you're going to buy it for yourself, you can do that, and you can enjoy them both. If you want a little bit more playability to it, though, there is a deluxe edition, which just isn't the book, but it also comes with a couple of little props and a little extra uh, gizmos, and it's all put into this lovely little electronic light-up carrying case. It's a really cool thing. You press a button, it opens up. It's all dramatic and cool and awesome, And inside is the same great book. So there's a link in the description of this episode for the standard edition and the deluxe edition. And like I said, there's other links there for Audible, Prime, and all kinds of other deals. So if you don't like The Jedi's Path and you want to check out something else that's awesome to pick up, then click the link below. Check it all out. Thank you guys for always being patient with our ads. We appreciate that you listen to them, and and we appreciate when you do check them out. Hopefully something today will stick for you. Alright, back to the show. And we're back. Well, we didn't go anywhere. But you were transported. Transported into a, a world of apps and Amazon and various things you can do to support the show.
2: Mutalist. Uh So
0: hopefully you're taking advantage of those things. But we've been here the whole time, and we've been waiting on you because we're going to talk about Jedi. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, like I mentioned in the beginning... We just recently watched on our Clone Wars Rewatch, uh, the Hunt for Zero episode that features Quinlan Voss. You liked Quinlan Voss.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I already liked Quinlan Voss. Uh, and you, much like me, were I mean, you were pretty quick to be like, Okay, when's he show up next? Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it, it, it it was funny to watch the joy leave your face when I said he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically he yeah, again, technically he does. We recommended the Dark Disciple book because he, that's the only other place in canon he shows up. Um but that pales in comparison to his legend story and it co- pales in comparison in general to a lot of the Jedi who are kind of unsung, they're kind of secondary to the main cast. If they're not Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, Yoda, Mace, I mean if or even Plo Koon, even Plo Koon actually. Um recently I wouldn't have said that, but the Clone Wars has thankfully brought him into the limelight.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But prior to the Clone Wars, Plo wasn't a very household name Jedi, like you know, yeah. It was all about who's your favorite Jedi, Luke Skywalker, or you know, I mean, even even if you expand past the films, you know, oh Kyle Katarn and oh Revan and Bastila Shan, you know.
1: Why'd you say that so like?
0: I, I'm pretending I'm a child. Oh. I, the, it's the childish of. Is that you know, how you
1: sounded when you were a child? <laughs>
0: No, I I sounded much more firm in the fact that I was smarter than every other child in my class. But
1: uh, having known you as an adult, I can confirm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounded terrible. I'm sorry. That's not true. But uh, I I was insinuating, you know, if you if you were to do the childish thing of who's your favorite Jedi, who's your favorite Jedi, most people wouldn't say probably some of the names that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so that's why we wanted to talk about them. Yeah. So just to let you know upfront, what's the what's the map? What's 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 happening in this? So we've broken it down into second, se- segments. I looked over to you and you were laughing, so I, I misspoke. Why are you laughing? It's
1: just the way you said that. Said what? Se- segment. Se- se- segment. Sediment.
0: Well, I said it that way because I looked at you and you were already laughing. Sorry. You You expected my misspeaking. Anyway, so what's our journey look like? So first we're going to talk about the Unsung Heroes. These are just the... First to come to mind ones that we want to know more about. Uh, They're largely canon exclusive. Um, Then we're going to talk about Jedi that have unique or great powers. So they're not as unique as what they can do. Um, So we have a few of those Jedi. Then we're going to talk about Jedi that don't really do anything special, but they have a crazy story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or a unique story, I guess. I don't want to oversell it. Um, And then we're going to talk about just straight up weird ones that existed and they are exclusively from Legends. Thank goodness. But yeah. yeah, so just we wanted to have a conversation about Jedi you normally wouldn't have come up in conversation. So that that is what this episode is. Hopefully you enjoy it. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe we'll bring up one of your favorites. Um, and, mm-hmm. and there you go. We're, we're trying to bring these guys into the normal conversation of Jedi. Yeah. So that next time you sit down and talk with uh, your friend, not that you would shamedly say, but, you know, if they say, oh, yeah, Luke Skywalker's my favorite Jedi, you can say, well, did you hear about the hut that was a Jedi? Yeah. We're going to talk about that.
1: We're also going to talk about both your and my favorite Jedi. They're not the same Jedi. Okay. But Interesting. Yeah.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, I know yeah. who my favorite Jedi is on this list. <laughs> and, oh, and you and
1: should know who my favorite Jedi
0: Shakti? is. Shakti? Yes! Okay. Well, I, Ahsoka, like, I mean... I love If Ahsoka. we're talking about this list, yeah, but I, I mean... Anyway, so that's our map. That's where we're going to try and get through in an hour. So if we kind of speedily talk, if we cut some parts out, it's only because we're trying to get everything in
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for the hour, so that way we aren't occupying your ears for terribly long. But anyway, so first up, the unsung heroes, the ones we know about but don't know enough about. Exactly. And so um, we we just had a quick conversation of, all right, name it right now, some of your favorites that you don't feel like got enough. Yeah. And most of this all except one on this list you came up with. I I added in the the last one. Yes. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the the other three?
1: Well, first on the list is Ayla Sakura. Yeah. Uh I said that like a watch mojo list for Ayla Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> um she is a an awesome Twi'lek Jedi that mm-hmm. most of us have seen. Um most of us know her by her death scene on Falorum, Felucia. Felucia, I always get
0: it wrong. <laughs> You always call Falorum Felucia and Felucia Falorum. I don't get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're, they're,
0: words with F and L and R confuse me. <laughs> depth
1: scene on Felucia.
0: There you go. Dead gum. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. I love you too. You're a butt. <laughs> it's an under. It's an understandable mix-up. I, 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 jest, but it's it's understandable.
1: Yeah, Florum is for. Uh, Pirates, yes. Felucia's for death.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and monkey people. Exactly. Well, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. They're lemurs.
0: No, no. That's for the. That's the tortoise people. The lemur people are on. Understandable mistake again because it was in an episode with Ail Secura, but that was right. on Maridum. Mad at him.
1: Mad at him. <laughs> if you
0: could change your feet, what size would you pick? That, anyway,
1: that's the most. Told joke of all of nerds. Back to Ayla
0: Sakura. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> um, I love Aila Sakura mm-hmm. because, like, we've had the conversation so many times. You know, she is a an awesome female Jedi from a species that is often sexualized in the Republic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she does not let that get her. Mm-hmm. She just does her own thing, and I just I love her, and I hope for the best for her, even though I know. You know, she's going to die on Florum.
0: Yeah, but that's... but. Th- <laughs> but that still leaves a large realm of storytelling. Yeah! Everything like, prior to that is still doable.
1: How did she come to the Jedi? Well, probably as a child. But what did her parents think? Number one. what?
0: Ooh, I, well, I just thought, what if she came through this sex... You know, the, the Twilight trafficking... Yeah... Oh, oh, no! She could really... Now, here's the thing. I'm not wishing a terrible story. I'm not yeah. wishing what is, for some, a very real and tragic story Yeah. on a character. But I'm saying that that would create a lot of conversation on a needed area. Yeah. And I think she represents a lot of what can be turned into empowerment and proper female representation in general. Yeah. And that's what makes her so interesting. Yeah. I really want to know more in canon about her being the padawan to Quinlan boss. Yes, because that, that be has amazing. always been the most interesting.
1: Yeah. The
0: fact that they trusted him to be a master. We're going we're going to talk yeah. about Quinlan, but he it's kind of like Anakin. It's kind yeah. of like so you have a problem with him and then you let him shape a young mind.
1: It's like hold it's like letting the wolf man hold your baby.
0: Right. It's like this is probably dangerous, but it should be fun.
1: Setting a tile there next to a wood chipper would probably be safer.
0: Also, well, I mean, I guess it worked out. He was, he's about the same age. He, in Legends, he came up training with Obi-Wan, so he's about mm-hmm. the same age as Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan yeah. also had... But arguably, Obi-Wan was a little too young to have a Padawan as well, but mm-hmm.
2: whatever. Yes. But yes,
0: I agree. Ayla Secura Sakura. Um, and now, we did watch, and this is important for Ayla, but more important for our next one, we watched the 2003 series first. So yes. this unfairly set up your expectations, I think.
1: Yes.
0: Cause you got to see them treated well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. You got to see them focused on. Yes. I'm not. I'm not trying to insinuate that the Clone Wars and Day Filoni and all that unfairly mm-hmm. treated or purposefully, mm-hmm. you know, treated Shakti as a second. I'm, yes. I'm i I'm, I'm We're just saying about They <laughs> They used her for a specific purpose. Yeah. And it was not the same purpose as the 2003 series. Yeah. 2003 series was awesome. And Shakti was awesome.
1: Shakti is amazing.
0: She dominated the second season. Yeah. Like, I mean, really. So, yeah. anyway, but yeah. So Shakti.
1: Yeah, Shakti is my favorite Jedi for multiple reasons. Number one, the 2003 series.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It. She was so cool, and such an amazing. You know, she she's a cool Jedi. You
0: nor yeah, you normally see, Anakin. Yeah. Do what she did. You normally yeah. see obi And more recently, you normally see Ahsoka mm-hmm. get the awesome leading role that she got.
1: Yeah, She had a crazy all-out battle with General Grievous.
0: Yeah. And several Magna Guards.
1: Yeah. And to know that she, in the Clone Wars, is responsible for some of the training of the clones. Mm-hmm. That is very cool to me as well.
0: Oh yeah. If, if some of her physical combat abilities came up in her canon story... That would be awesome to know that mm-hmm. she's helping mold the physical abilities of the clones. Yeah, like no, and this is this is how you open a can of of butt. All right, <laughs> you know, like to be to be yeah. able to. I mean, because you think it's funny because you think all right, clone template of Jango Fett. Jango Fett knows how to kill Jedi with his bare hands, and yeah. here you have a Jedi training clones on physical combat. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be a really cool little element.
1: Yeah, and of course she is. Shot down by Anakin?
0: Well, she's not shot down. She's, yeah, stabbed in the back.
1: Oh, right, right, right. To be fair, I was thinking of something
0: else. To be fair, her canon death is uh, rather silly, too, because she's yeah. meditating, and Anakin just sneaks up on her and stabs her.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, in the 2003 series, she is killed.
0: No, she's not. Wait. She's not killed there.
1: Right. She's was just someone else who did. Yeah,
0: she's left as a kind of, haha I won. You know, yeah. she she's left as a kind of insult, um, because... At that time, they didn't know how she was dying, but they knew they were going to kill her in Episode 3. Right. They couldn't agree on whether they wanted Anakin or Grievous to kill her. Now, that's the contradiction. So in Episode 3, in a deleted scene, Grievous took her with him, and at some point in Anakin and Obi-Wan trying to get to the Chancellor, he taunts them by killing T. Yeah. Didn't really fit. No. So they nixed that, and they said, all right, we're going to have Anakin kill her then they didn't finish that scene it's fine yeah uh but then force unleashed brought her back and it's like she got even sexier and now <laughs> she's on some and now she's on Felucia
1: with yeah. the sarlacc
0: pit and gets killed by Anakin. Uh, uh well technically Anakin Darth Vader's secret apprentice
1: dude freaking A, man
0: here's the thing i will <laughs> i will admit up stop f- teasing me with shock tea. <laughs> I, I will admit up front that I kind of prefer that she didn't get... That the Force Unleashed isn't the thing.
2: Yeah. I never,
0: I, I, enjoyed seeing Shakti, but I never thought it fit for Shakti, Shakti's character. I know they wanted to have a significant, oh, I recognize that character moment in yeah. the game. I didn't really feel like that worked. Um,
1: yeah, I mean... I know she's cool. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. you got to comfort yourself with that, but... I mean, hopefully there's room in the future for Shaak getting some moments. Yeah. It would be really cool.
1: We do get some moments with our next Jedi, though. We
0: do. We get some
1: very cool moments, not only in the 2003 series, in the Clone Wars series, and he pushes over a droid with C-3PO's head in it.
0: He in pushes a droid over with sheer power <laughs> of his smile. <laughs>
1: He's so cute in that. Mm-hmm. He's precious. Um... Yeah, Kit Fisto. No, I will Our say favorite, uh, squid Boy.
0: I will say about Kit Fisto. You know, some may think, "Well, he's not an unsung hero. He's not really." Uh, he's on this list because, in the few times he does get to come front and center, he's shown how great of a character he is, yeah. and it's more so that he didn't get more of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the layer of Gravis episodes. We see how much of a level-headed, and I'd say, um, what's the word? What's the word? What's the opposite of pessimist? Optimist. Optimist. Yes.
0: Optimist Prime.
1: (laughs) That's still not funny. (laughs) We see how much of an optimist he is, and I, I love that. Like, they took that little scene of him smiling like Yeah, a good they boy. really
0: made it a central part of his character. And I yeah. think it works. And, and, it really and does. It, it adds to his interest of yeah. wanting to know more. Um, yeah. You know, now Kit Fisto suffers a lot of what some other characters we're going to talk about suffer from. And that's Jedi Council Syndrome. Yeah. Which is basically, if you're not Yoda and Mace Windu and you're on the council, all you do is sit.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you talk about the droid attack on the Wookiees. Yeah.
0: Now, okay, so, now, fair point. All right, we get a little bit ki mundi mm-hmm. who also got really awesome feature in the 2003 yeah. Clone Wars. We get Eeth Koth, except he gets captured. In the one episode yeah. he shows up, he gets <laughs> captured. The next time we see him, he's not a Jedi anymore. I want to know why he's not a Jedi anymore, thank you. Yeah. So, Charles Soul, thank you for introducing a storyline that I'm probably not going to get, but anyway... Who else do we have? We have Yarrow Poof, who just sits and then one day disappears. Yeah. We have Yattle, Yeah. The only other Yoda. I want to know like, about her. Right. Uh, we get Opo Rancisis. We're going to talk about yeah. him. Uh, we get, uh, uh,
1: uh, what's her name? It starts with an A. It's a really Adigalia. Not- Adigalia.
0: Like now, that. again, we get a little bit of Adigalia. Yeah. That's it. That's it.
1: Then her twin sister takes
0: over. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's... There's so many characters that are so interesting Mm -hmm. and are so teased. But because they're on the council, all they do is sit. And even when they're on the council, the only ones that talk are Yoda, Obi-Wan, Ki-Adi-Mundi, and Mace Windu. And And that's it. it. It's frustrating. Especially after you've been teased like, hey, 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 that guy, he's cool. But you're not going to see it. I don't know. I'm probably sounding a little bit more bitter than I'm intending to sound. Uh, I'm I'm having fun with it. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do get frustrated. There's several non-council member Jedi that should get featured. yeah. But I think the worst of it are the Jedi council members. And those are the ones I want to know the most about because I'm like, you're on the council. I understand that means you go to a lot of meetings, but that also should mean you're some of the most powerful, wise, and influential Jedi. Yeah. I want to know what you're doing.
1: Let me hear Kit Fisto's Jamaican accent more often, please.
0: Right? Good job, Phillimore. Right? Anyway, so in speaking of Jedi Council Syndrome, okay. another one that we're going to talk about is Oporancissus. If you don't know who Oporancissus is, he's the snake dude with the long beard yes. that just sits in the background. He looks so cool. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, what do you do? <laughs> um, what
1: are you, my friend?
0: He does nothing. I'm going to spoil that for you. He yeah. does nothing. Now, he does a little bit more in Legends than he does in canon, which only makes him more interesting. First of all, in Legends and canon, he's only one of two known members of the species, the Thispians. So Ooh. he's as uh, much an enigma as Yoda is, almost. Now, Yoda more so, but we don't know a lot about his species. We haven't seen another of his species, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one other one but in legends we do get to see that he's a powerful user of battle meditation. Basically, that's when a very powerful force using Jedi um meditates upon the battle and it's kind of like it adds bonus points to your team kind of thing. It's like they're more powerful because I'm meditating and yeah you, it's like you're influencing the force. Okay, so this is the Jedi version of prayers and good vibes.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. This is this is like, "Oh, you're going to battle." Prayers and good vibes. And all of a sudden plus 10 to charisma, plus 10 to attack, plus 10 to agility. He's the and bard. Exactly. <laughs> so it sounds silly, but it's it, it, it does make sense. If you yeah. can influence the force around a person, it makes them luckier. It makes them more skilled. It makes them more focused.
1: Hey gang, guess what? There's a character in Twilight that does that.
0: Of course there is. So, Don't judge
1: me. I've read the books when I was 14.
0: Um, so battle meditation was huge in Legends. Thankfully it's a lot more played down in canon Uh, but so we see he's a good user of battle meditation and also an extremely agile and skilled duelist in Legends Clone War comics he's killed during the battle of Seleucami by dark acolyte Sora Bulk, but in canon we know that he survived Order 66 which just made him way more interesting because he's a character that has nothing about him and he's now survived Order 66 that leaves so many possibilities for him That makes it really interesting He meditated
1: sudden. before and after.
0: Right. Um, so, yeah, Opo is this really interesting. You look at him and you're like, I want to know more.
1: Yeah. Also, Seleucami, sick planet to die on. Die. Yeah.
0: Stas Ali thought so. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, in before we move on, I wanted to stop and discuss, do you think it's a negative trait to want everyone to have their own story and have it told. And is that too much?
1: No. I don't think it I don't think it's bad to ha- look. We live in a galaxy far, far away where everyone gets an action figure.
2: Yeah.
1: I am freaking pumped by that cuz I love really obscure things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't think it's a bad thing to want people want characters to have their story told cuz If that wasn't an ideology, like, we wouldn't have the story of uh, Dr. Evazan. We wouldn't have the story about uh, IG-88. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He wouldn't be my favorite character.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, We wouldn't have, uh, from a certain point of view, Mm -hmm. that whole book. Yeah. I think it's a great thing, and it's kind of like an inspiration to the next generation of writers, in a way. Like you don't like how a certain Jedi's story ended, write your own story. Yeah, you don't that's like true. Yeah. You don't know much about this race or about this character or a person's backstory. Write it yourself. Mhm. That's how people come to work at uh Blue <laughs> films. Well I was
0: gonna say, I mean we typically think of that in the people that are employed to write those stories, but yeah. you can also have fun with it. Yeah. I, I mean that's an aspect I haven't thought of. I think, I think it only enters a negative space when you're disappointed with Star Wars when it's not what you want. Yeah. For instance, you know, when the next thing announced is not Opo Rancisis, a Star Wars story, <laughs> that you're just like, okay, boycott it, it's all ruined, it's all garbage, and or whatever you're actually advertising is garbage because it's not Opo Rancisis. Yeah. I think that's when it becomes negative that you're too fixated. But I absolutely agree that it's a positive because, I mean, it's why we have great writers like mm-hmm. Kevin Scott and Delilah Dawson and Michael Morrissey who are telling stories about these lesser-known characters, uh, yeah. telling stories about these characters we didn't know had a story or had one and was left ambiguous and such. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't have stories, we wouldn't have legends without writers.
0: And at the end of the day, it's a great lesson in the fact that, face face up, guys, Star Wars characters have stories even the littlest guy the biggest guy all of them have stories just like people all people have stories and while your story is not someone else's story and while you may not necessarily be interested in everybody's stories the fact is that we have to recognize that our story isn't the only story Obi-Wan's story is not the only story Qui-Gon's story is not the only story there's other great characters to explore be open-minded to that
1: anyway you are not the main character in earth
0: (laughs) exactly uh, so, on to Jedi with unique and great powers. And I'm going to try and move quick. I don't I don't want us to miss anything in this. I think there's a lot that we can talk about, but I also don't want to miss anything. But yeah. we'll see. So in this one I wanted to ma- mention, I could have mentioned Sussi Ten in the last list. But I think one of the main reasons that he's most intriguing isn't just his appearance or that he's on the Jedi Council. I think it's because... Of understanding his species makes him very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Master Sesi uh had natural telepathic powers that were superior to most other Jedi because his race was already telepathic. He was an ace starfighter pilot. In Legends, we even see that he can um, naturally tell. Uh, blah, blah, blah. In Legends, we can even see that he can pilot his starfighter through hyperspace through the use of telepathy. Mm
2: hmm.
0: So, a lot of people have found it interesting in the recent Age of Republic Qui-Gon Jinn comic, he does that. He uses the Force to navigate, which is dangerous, but shows a great connection with the Force. So, C-10 could do that on the regular. And so, it's one of those things that the promise of a naturally telepathic species opens so many doors for being able to show off a technologically advanced and intelligent Jedi. Not intelligent because he's a Jedi, but intelligent because he's an Itachi Jedi. That's a species, by the way.
1: It's Sasuke's brother.
0: Yeah, <laughs> close. Um, so yeah, I think I think understanding his species makes it like, oh, I want to see that in a story. Um, but on to the guy that inspired this episode, Quinlan Voss. We mentioned uh, last week and mentioned here that, you know, he doesn't really have much in canon, but he has quite a bit in Legends. In Legends, we see that he had some interesting powers. First, it's notable that he was a user of Vapod. um was a particular form of fighting style uh, for lightsaber duelists. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned this on a Q&A on, okay, why could Mace Windu fight Palpatine but the other Jedi couldn't, you know? Uh, part of that is due to the fact that Mace Windu was a master of Vapod fighting style, meaning that he naturally tapped into the dark side in order to be a more efficient and aggressive fighter.
1: And boy howdy was he.
0: Exactly. He was very, it was a very rare talent because it, it was so on the fringe of the dark side. So on the fringe that Darth Maul and the Grand Inquisitor are master practitioners of Vapod. Mm-hmm. But, so is Mace Windu's apprentice, Depa Belava. Uh, so, Quinlan Vos, and again, this is in Legends. Um, Mace, Depa, Maul, and Grand Inquisitor using Vipad is canon. In Legends, Vipad wasn't as rare, but it was very cautioned. For instance, for Quinlan Voss, they specifically told him, you can't practice that. He naturally started to develop this fighting style, and they said... You can't do that because it goes to the dark side, and we don't trust you.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. This is a Jedi. They're actively training and allowing to do dangerous things, and they said, We think you're too dangerous. Sound familiar?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I don't trust him. Then why is he in the Jedi Order?
1: Exactly.
0: Like, so... And they were right about it, though, because uh, a dark acolyte named Sora Bulk, we've already mentioned it before... Uh by the way, Sora Bulk is in Canon, but he's not he doesn't go to the dark side in Canon mm-hmm. yet. Ooh. Um he encouraged Quinlan Voss to use Vapod, and as he naturally started being more aggressive, he became more susceptible to the dark side and eventually fell to the dark side. So they were kind of right about wanting Voss to stay away from that. Yeah. So uh there's that. More notable powers that Voss possessed were the power of psycho- psychometry. We mentioned that this is the ability to read images from objects, so he can pick up a blaster and know who it shot and who shot it, mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. Useful. Voss was also one of the few Jedi who could use the Force Cloak, a rarely seen power involving the manipulation of light and sound waves to render the pr- practitioner virtually invisible to the naked eye. I'm glad that's a Legends thing.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, that That could be used that's for That's a little time.
0: too magic yeah. for me. Um, here's the thing. In Legends, there was a lot of weird force powers. hmm He was a master tracker and could locate enemies based on their effects on the environment. Very, again. so... There's been humans here. Right.
1: Their ice caps are melting.
0: <laughs> well, and so he uses his tracking and his psychometry in the Clone Wars episode, which is oh. really cool. He was a master... Tra- oh, I already mentioned that. Uh, while working undercover, Dooku personally trained Quinlan Voss on the dark side in a variety of dark side powers, including force lightning, force choke, and to tame animals and bend them to his will.
1: Why is that a bad guy thing?
0: I mean, you basically manipulate... It, it's a bad guy thing because you're turning them into zombie servants, basically. Oh, I see. So it's kind of... A, so no It's no a selfish pets. thing.
1: No pets, just, you know.
0: Most service. notably, Quinlan Voss did this to a crate dragon.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: Big pet. Uh, he also had considerable working knowledge of espionage and counterintelligence, and worked as a no, uh, as a well-known double agent. Well, not a well-known.
1: I was about to say that kind of. It's
0: kind of defeats he <laughs> amongst the Jedi. He yes. was a well-known double agent. Um, something almost unheard of for the Jedi Order. Basically, this guy that they did not trust, they put in situations that would require a lot of firm foundation of the Jedi. It it. You don't it. You don't know that he has firm faith in the Jedi. Yeah. And you put him in situations where he pretends to not be a Jedi. Yeah. And then you're surprised when he turns to the dark side briefly. Yeah.
1: You should not be surprised.
0: Um. So on that, how do you feel about a Jedi who is warned away from doing dangerous things being thrown into other dangerous things because it benefits the Jedi Order?
1: I mean, why is Mace Windu on the council?
0: I mean, he is—he, I mean, he—he he is a B.A.M.F.
1: Yes, he is. Uh,
0: but it more says importantly, on his <laughs> he's wise. He is powerful.
1: Yes, but also
0: he's going kind to of use dangerous. the dark side of the force. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but again, it benefits the Jedi Order. Exactly. It, it, you know, I mean, I think this—I think I think Quinlan Voss having this story in canon would fit perfectly because it. That kind of hubris of the Jedi already exists. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: Luke talked about it in Episode 8 We've seen the Clone Wars. We've seen the prequels. Quinlan Vos would fit perfectly in this because that's what the Jedi Order's like.
2: Yeah.
0: Do whatever it takes. This is war. We have to do these things. Yep. Even though they're not normal Jedi things, if we want to get back to normal Jedi things, we have to do non-normal Jedi things. Yeah. It's like... I mean, it's like Anakin. If I want to get back to normal, if I want to get back to a point when... You know, me and my wife are going to be able to be, be together. I have to do not-normal things in order to make that happen. And yeah. then you're surprised when the not-normal things ruin your normal things?
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, think about it. The Clone Wars has been going on for so long. They've changed their... Uh, what's it called? They've changed their... Priorities. Mm-hmm. So much in the last years. hmm How are they expecting to get back to normal Jedi things after that?
0: Right. I mean, when the war's over, are they just going to be like... I mean, who are going to put in charge of the clones then?
1: Exactly. They're probably just going to kill off all the clones.
0: It's one of those things where it's like, if they had thought about the outcomes down the road, we would have had a very different clone war. Yep. You know, if they had thought, well, yeah, we could help you in this war right now, but this is probably going to be a long effort. And while we're peacekeepers, we're not... I mean, qui says it in the beginning. He's like... I'm, I'm a peacekeeper. I can't fight a war for you. Yeah. How quickly that changes.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at...
0: Look, not for Qui-Gon, but for the Jedi.
1: Yeah, look at what Obi-Wan and Qui- uh, Qui-Gon were sent to do in The Phantom Menace. They were sent to be negotiating on behalf of the Republic.
0: Right. It's not really a third-party thing. Mm-hmm. In a third-party situation, the Republic would have gone to negotiate with them, and the Jedi would have been there to be able to be like, hey, whoa, sounds like the Republic's benefiting from this more than the Trade Federation or the Naboo. I think we need to work on a more wholly acceptable uh, yeah. outcome.
1: Like that's the... that's
0: third party, that's union representative right there.
1: Yeah, man, Jedi are screwed up.
0: Yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> the Jedi it, church and state shouldn't have mingled in the first place. That's basically a big part of it. Is that that's why they don't mingle is because all of a sudden the church becomes indistinguishable from the state, and then is it being enforced because it's the church is it being enforced because it's the state and it just it they don't mix that, they don't go together
1: yeah it's not like that happens in real life john well,
0: <clears throat> i mean you don't want the state to be able to determine your church the same yep. way that you there's certain things that the the state should not be able to determine and there's certain yep. things that the church shouldn't be able to determine yep neither are the whole they have certain leverage over certain things and that's it Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that the Jedi mingling with the Republic... The the Repu- You know, it, this is why, please, if you haven't already and you love comics, or if you reasonably like comics, read the Age of Republic Qui-Gon Jinn. This is the issue Qui-Gon Jinn brings up with Yoda. He outright confronts and says, like, we're indistinguishable from the Republic. Mm-hmm. To to If I go on the street and say I'm a Jedi and ask someone what I do, they're going to say I'm a warrior for the Republic they're going to say I'd work for the republic. Mm-hmm. That's not okay that they can't tell us apart.
2: Yeah. That,
0: that's Qui-Gon right there. That's what I love about Qui-Gon. So, but Quinlan Voss is an is an unfortunate casualty of the Jedi hubris.
2: Yeah.
0: In Legends and maybe in canon as well, he suffers because of the way the Jedi are. Yeah. During that period.
1: I mean, even in the episode, we see how kind of dismissive he is of Obi-Wan.
0: Right, well, it's like, well, in Obi-Wan, dismissive of him, even, Yeah. where it's like, I can't believe they put me with this guy. Like, I mean, yeah, he's good at tracking and all that stuff, but he doesn't follow the rules. You know, because he's a bit more loose, now, yeah, that can be a bad thing. It can be a bad thing to not be as rigid as Obi-Wan Kenobi. But it can also be a bad thing to be as rigid as Obi-Wan Kenobi.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's something that goes both ways. It's... Yeah. it's It's a difficult thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, so now going on to... We've got a bit more to get through, so... We're now on to the Jedi with unique stories. So, now, here's the thing. Quinlan Vos, sassi the they are not the only ones with unique and crazy Force powers... Uh, But again, we don't have forever to talk about it, or otherwise we would. Uh, But those are the ones we wanted to mention. So, again, if you know somebody, a Jedi, Legends, or Canon, with a weird Force power, let us know on Twitter and Facebook. Now for the unique stories. I'm going to get excited because all of these are some of my favorites. I know. Okay. So, have you ever heard of a Tusken Raider Jedi?
1: I have because you've told me about
0: it. Okay, yeah, you, you have. <laughs> but pretend you haven't. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So, technically he's a Tuscan Raider. What? Te- technically.
1: A Tuscan Raider Jedi? Yeah. So, My house? Okay.
0: You can stop now. Uh. Forewarning, all legends. Yes. It's all yeah. legends. But if you're like me and you fall in love with it, those stories still exist and you can still enjoy them apart from canon. Because I do. Anyway, so, Sherrod Het was trained by master and council member Eve Koth. Hmm. There's that name coming back. He grew uh, to have doubts about the Order, and after the death of his parents as a Jedi Knight, he felt that he couldn't devote himself to something he couldn't believe in anymore, so he left and eventually went to Tatooine and became the leader of a Tuscan village for 18 years. So, he himself was not a Tuscan raider by biolo- by biological standpoint, yes, but by cultural he was adopted into the Tuscan village. Um, he began to lead the people against the corruption of the huts, which drew the attention of the Hut Council and the Jedi Council. Kiati Mundi was uh, sent to bring Het back to the order to stop the conflict, but Het knew that if the conflict would only get worse without him. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the Huts sent assassin Aura Singh after Het, and she was successful in killing the Tuscan leader. Because remember, in legends, she was a Jedi killer, not just a bounty hunter. Yeah. K'yari Mundi and Asheret Het, the son of Shared Het, uh, fought off Singh, and then the Huts, uh, then Het's son decided to join the order and took up his father's lightsaber. So there's Shared Het. Yeah. Asheret Het gets way more interesting. So, first of all, I mean, just hearing, wait, Tusken Raider Jedi? Already, Christmas lights going off. I want to know more. He's got a great story. And I'm, not, I'm even only giving the blow-by-blows. I mean, reading the actual content of that story, what awesome. Some of my favorite Star Wars storytelling.
2: Yeah.
0: It gets even better with his son. Asherod was trained by Kiati and was instrumental in the Clone Wars. Ashrod managed to survive the Clone Wars and Order 66 and was one of the remaining Jedi afterwards. He eventually made his way back to the world of Tatooine where he vowed to wage a private war against the Empire. This was when he stumbled across his former Jedi comrade Obi-Wan Kenobi. After he was defeated by Kenobi in a lightsaber duel, he was exiled from Tatooine and later became a bounty hunter. During one of his missions, he found himself on Korriban where he trained as a Sith. This is... Legends-wise, Sith homeworld, Sith Prime kind of thing. Yeah. Het fell to the dark side and was later captured by the Yuzon monk. So, alright, already imagine what this guy's going through. Battle-hardened. Yeah. Very aggressive, very... Ha- has some misgivings about the Jedi Order. Loses the Jedi Order. He does find out Darth Vader destroyed the Jedi and that he was Anakin Skywalker. And then he comes to Sith Prime and gets trained in the dark side.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Going through a lot of stuff. And then he's captured by the Yuuzhan Vong, S- Star Wars Space Zombies. Uh, and he's taken to the af- Unknown Regions, and after being taught by the fallen Jedi, Verzier? Vergeer? Um, Vergeer? by the way, should set off some Legends bells for some of my other Star Wars readers because yeah. she also had a hand in trading Darth Cadius, a.k.a. Jason Solo. Ooh! Asherod proclaimed himself eventually as Dreadlord and Dark Lord of the Sith, creating the Rule of One and taking the name Darth Krayt. He led a Sith army of Ecolects who had a thing for Maul's tattoos and managed to die twice, and overall just be a really bad dude, and even fought Skywalker's ancestor, or not uh, descendant over 120 years after Order 66. Wow. Sick dude. He also had an eye replaced by a Yuzan Vong monster, like they, they were like, "Hey, you're not cool enough. We need to take out your eye and give you a monster eye."
1: That'll do it. He's legit. What did he One, look like under his turban stuff?
0: Um, he looked like a very normal dude, but he had some uh, uh, black tattoo markings. So he had like almost like cat whiskers, but then he also had the same tattoo on his forehead and on his chin.
2: Yeah,
0: it was a very tribal tattoo. Um, all of his acolytes though looked like Darth Maul. But they were... It was so cool because they were of various species. You had a Twilight that looked like Darth Maul. Darth Talon.
1: Mm, um, you had... I think I've seen that one.
0: Yeah. You had a Mas- Masamita's species. Sorry, it's not on the top of my head. Uh, uh, Darth... Oh, it was Wylok. Wy- Darth Rylok. That was uh, his number two guy. So basically, imagine Massimida but looking like Darth Maul. You had Darth Nile who didn't look like Darth Maul but did resemble a certain Darth Nihilus, you don't know who that is, we're going to talk about that in the Sith episodes. Okay. Uh, so, so much cool stuff. So, and by the way, the rule of one. So he kind of reverted the Sith back. So the Sith were like, hey, everybody's a Sith, and everybody's a Dark Lord, and everybody's super powerful, and then that's why everybody was fighting, because it's like, no, I'm more powerful, no, I'm more powerful. So Darth Bane brought some peace to the chaos by saying, hey, look, there's only going to be two of us. Mm-hmm. And the only way that a new Sith is introduced is if the Padawan kills the master and therefore becomes the master. So yes. there you have the rule of two, that exists up until. By the way, Darth Krayt lived about. Uh, all right, I already mentioned like 127 years after. Yeah, long time. So he created the rule of one, meaning there's there is only one Sith Lord. Yeah, all other Siths serve him. So it's kind of like the original way, mixed with Darth Bane's way, and being that he was on a path, he was like the Frieza of Star Wars, he was on the path of <laughs> see, seeking immortality. Yeah. Because of that, he figured, no one will ever be able to kill me. I'll be unkillable, yeah. so I'll be the one true Sith. Everybody else serves me.
1: Yeah. How come all the bad guys in Dragon Ball just wanted invulnerability or immortality?
0: I mean, because that's kind of the simplest way of being all-powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean, peel off. Garlic, Garlic Jr.
0: By the way, the Skywalker descendant that he's uh seeking to kill?
1: Garlic the 3rd?
0: His name's Cade. Cade Skywalker. He has a sawed-off shotgun and a lightsaber.
1: That sounds like Skywalker to me. He's
0: cool. <laughs> he's got a goatee and everything. Cool. Uh so if you can't tell Darth Great's one of my favorite Sith from Legends. Couldn't tell. Uh eh, but he has his beginnings as a Jedi, as a very unknown Jedi. Even when he was introduced as Darth Krayt, if you hadn't been following along, you wouldn't realize, holy cow, that's that Tusken Raider Jedi that Obi-Wan fought. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't realize, holy cow, that's the son of that one guy that Orasin killed on Tatooine. It, it's, such a, it's such a crazy lineage of connections. Such great stories along the way. Yep. And yet, Asherah Het's not a household name. He should be. And you should go read these Legends comics.
1: I will. John, you told me about your favorite Sith. Tell me about your favorite Jedi.
0: Well, favorite Jedi turned Sith.
1: Well, yes.
0: I can't fairly say that I was talking about my favorite Sith because then that's not on point of the episode. But my favorite Jedi...
1: Tell me about your favorite My favorite Jedi.
0: Jedi's name is K'Kruk. Now, if you thought... Dar- now, here's the thing. You know Darth Krayt? We just talked about Darth Krayt? Yeah. You know Darth Krayt who lived 120 years after the Order 66? Yes. Guess who lived even longer than that? K'Kruk. K'Kruk. K'Kruk was almost 200 years old And guess what After the last story He's not even dead He's not even dead He's still out there somewhere We don't even know Legends So here's the thing So he came through He was in the Clone Wars He was First of all This guy's a whippet You don't don't know what a whippet is Google a whippet You're gonna see a weird Crazy Cantina Star Wars character And you're gonna be like That's not cool Then look up K'Kruk K-K-R-U-H-K Look up Kukruk, and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's a cool hat. Because <laughs> this dude has a cool hat, and he's a cool dude.
1: Yes, he is. This does. guy's unkillable. He has a very cool hat.
0: Darth Krayt wanted immortality. He should have just like, just, like, drank the essence of Kukruk, because holy cow, this dude's unkillable. He survived Order 66. He survived so much. He lived throughout the Age of the Empire... The New Jedi Order, with Luke Skywalker, by the way, lived on to train Cade Skywalker all these years later, fought in the great one Sith war with Darth Crate and all his acolytes and all this other stuff. And like I said, after all that, still chilling on the council. (laughs) And he's got a cool hat.
1: He has a very cool hat, guys.
0: Such a cool hat. Oh my gosh. Kakruk is the Boba Fett of Jedi. If Boba Fett got a lot of storytelling.
2: John,
1: Tum- I'm just,
0: I'm just going to be honest. Karkark yeah. looks cool, and he's just as cool as you think he looks.
1: Yes. He...
0: There yeah. there was literally a forum on Star Wars forums at one point dedicated to this dude's hat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His hat was so cool that it got its own forum, Megan.
1: Yes. Yes, I see. Ugh. He also apparently fought alongside Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Huh? Yeah, look at that. Tell me that's not beast.
0: Uh that's a Wookiee. <laughs> Cause Wookie Wookiee Jedi were actually commonplace in legends.
1: Why is he shaved?
0: He's not shaved. Okay. He's not sh- he's just got l- less hair towards his face. Weird. Because otherwise he'd be bushy. Now, Kakruk was actually an ally of Asherad Het. He was with Asherad Het during the siege of Seleucamai. Mm
1: hmm. Cool stuff. <laughs> Oh my gosh, guys, there is an entire wiki dedicated to, to K'Kruk's hat. He is, he's, he's
0: that awesome, guys. He's <laughs> that awesome. I'm not even going to tell you the rest of the stuff because I want you to go find K'Kruk's stories and I want you to consume them. Consume them all. And when you're done consuming them, you just, just remove them from yourself and consume yeah. them again. Yeah. Just get it all in.
1: Let me just read this a little bit. Okay, quick. Kakruk's hat is a freaking sweet hat. Let's get that out of the way first. Whatever hat you may own, may wish to own, may once have owned, or may be owned, or worn by the elderly lady next door on Thursday is nothing compared to K'Kruk's hat. Can you hear me? Nothing. Exactly.
0: <laughs> K'Kruk's hat is cooler than you.
1: I'm going to send you this entire wiki article so, This it's very
0: funny. Anyway, I just had to mention Kakruk because not many people know Kakruk. Yeah, even though he's one of the coolest Jedi ever, and if you don't love Kukruk, you don't know love. Let's just be honest. But wow. anyway,
1: if you can't love Kukruk, how the heck you
0: gonna love yourself? Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Tasiel Shan. T- Again, exclusive yeah. to Legends. Uh, this this should set off some old Republic buzzers for some people. So many people know about Satil Shan and her famous ancestor, Bastilla. But few, if any, know about the many generations of the Shan family that lay in between. Tazeel Shan was a Jedi Knight in the decades prior to the Great Galactic War. She bore a daughter that she named Satil, with a father that was never in the picture. Following the birth of her daughter, she started to challenge the Jedi Council's views about attachment and marriage. In response, the Republic pressured the Order to exile her to an abandoned planet in the Outer Rim so she could meditate on her ideas. Her wrong ideas. We don't need that kind of independent, free-thinking around here. You need to go to a planet in the middle of nowhere and think about what you just said, girl. And then, many years later, the Order decided to retrieve Sean. They just forgot about her, decided to go after her, only to find that at her campsite, it was all abandoned. She was nowhere to be found, and the only thing they could recover was a set of journals which they passed to her daughter, Satile
1: That is ridiculous.
0: That She is a footnote. She's a footnote in galactic history, and yet she represents, much like Quinlan Voss, a Jedi who was put out for being different and thinking different and pushing for a different uh, kind of order. That is stupid. Because she wanted to love somebody. Now, so, and this is one of those things where it's like, it really gives more oomph. To what Anakin talks about of like we we can't be known, our love can 't be known because this is this would have been the response this yeah. this kind of stuff would have been the response
1: I mean it, there's a possibility of him having heard that
0: story exactly, I mean again it's legends, but it's the idea that you don't question the order, you don't go against the order, you don 't do outside of what the order do, all of that stuff yeah uh, i I'm going to briefly go over so the last unique Jedi that I wanted to mention uh, or the unique stories uh, uh, Jedi are the Jedi from Labyrinth of Evil slash the 2003 Clone Wars series. So we mentioned Shakti gets some awesome treatment in the 2003 series. She's not the only one. She also fights along Waron Korub and foul Madama uh, who is an Athorian and a Tals Jedi.
1: Yes. Very the, cool.
0: <laughs> it's one of those where you're like Oh my gosh, they can be a Jedi. I mm-hmm. never thought of that. And seeing them as a Jedi is cool enough. Yeah. And seeing them in combat, they are awesome. Yes. It's one of those things like, I want to know more.
1: Yeah. I
0: need to know more.
1: There's a point where the Tolls put Palpatine over his shoulder. Oh, yeah, it's pulling
0: him like a baby. Oh, well, yes. Get, that, get that man a papoose. <laughs> um, now, they appeared m- m- not in a very fair appearance in Labyrinth of Evil. They were killed, yes. killed pr- very quickly. In 2003 series, they got much more treatment. Alternatively, in Labyrinth of Evil, another Jedi gets some cool treatment who's also a weird, cool alien dude, and that's Pablo Gil. Pablo Gilles, um, you actually see in a couple scenes in Attack of the Clones, and you might think you see him in Revenge of the Sith, but it's actually his twin, not really twin, uh, Coleman Kajak. It's just Jack spelled backwards, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the interesting thing about Pablo is that Pablo, along with Sasitin, Asian Kolar and uh, Kit Fisto all were involved in the space battle of Coruscant. As far as most people knew, Obi Wan and Anakin were the only ones brave enough to go after the Chancellor and all this other stuff. Wrong. Right. Wrong. Pablo Gil does not get credit. He actually made it onto Grievous' ship before Mr. Sassy Pants and do whatever he wants Walker. Mm -hmm. Okay? He got killed, but he was there first. Mr.
1: Sassy Pants?
0: He was there first. He, he, It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, Obi-Wan and Anakin come in and save the day and kill Dooku, yay for them. Step you think Pablo, Pablo Gil God. got mentioned? You think Pablo Gil got, you know, the, you know, whatever trophy they give Jedi? with it, You know, this is where I'd put my trophy if I had a trophy room, <laughs> if I had a trophy to put, put here. I, this is also where I'd put Pablo Gil if he still lived, but... You know, no, sassy pants and do-whatever-he-wants Skywalker were too late. Maybe Pablo Gill would have been there if they wouldn't have been just doing their gallivanting stuff. All in the limelight and whatnot. I'm not bitter.
1: Do you need to lay down?
0: No. But, I love this book. I love the Labyrinth of Evil book. It's actually in a trilogy of books um, hmm. about the rise of the Empire. It's Labyrinth of Evil, actually, Revenge of the Sith, the novelization of Episode Three. And then Rise of the Empire. Those three books basically tell before Vader, becoming Vader, and after Vader.
2: Uh-huh.
0: All Legends, really cool. Some of my favorite Legends books, though. Can't mm-hmm. recommend it enough. So I just wanted to mention those guys. Now, I'm going to quickly go over the the weird ones because we're running out of time here.
1: Yes, one that I really want you to get to. Because
0: I cannot, I cannot miss these guys. So, we t- talked about a Tusken Raider Jedi... How about a hut Jedi? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, again, legends. Beldorian. Beldorian the Hut was a real character in the Expanded Universe, and he was a very old Jedi who lived centuries before the events of the movies. He trained at the Academy, served as a Padawan, eventually became a Jedi Knight. But it was on one of his first missions up for the Jedi Order to the planet named Koryos, Uh, Beldorian fell to the dark side and decided that he would just rule the planet instead of freeing it. Uh, Special magic on the planet kept him very young, and his rule lasted well until after the Return of the Jedi uh, film. In the novels, Beldorian uh, was eventually defeated and killed by Princess Leia, Hut Slayer herself, uh, who had at that point become a Jedi herself. Yeah. It's just really interesting to think about Hut as a Jedi, and of course Leia killed him.
1: Yeah, like... Huts don't move real quick. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I I want I kind of want to see that. And I kind of want to see. Uh, does he just kind of, just kind of sumo it? Just just throw yourself at him. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I mean, don't even have a lightsaber. Just use yourself. I don't know. Use the
1: forced. Plus I mass mean, I want to see him dump do
0: some of the flippy jump things. I I just I find yeah. that interesting. But
1: I know I got that wrong by the way. It's force equals mass times acceleration.
0: More interesting than Hut Jedi is the droid Jedi. Skippy! Skippy. Have you not heard of Skippy? I, love I guarantee Skippy. you've seen Skippy. You yes. know where you've seen, seen Skippy? You've seen Skippy in a new hope. Because Skippy is R5D4. You still don't know who that is? That's the red droid that exploded.
1: Yes. He's got a bad motiver. He's a Jedi. Or possessed by a Jedi.
0: He's Legends. Um, basically, the whole story is that he had a Force vision about how important R2-D2 was and then decided to blow himself up for the greater good. Yeah. That's his whole story. That's it. <laughs> that That's the story of Skippy the droid, a.k.a. the Jedi droid. Now, to call him a Jedi is a bit much, but he was definitely Force-sensitive and a good guy, and it's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um... This is this is probably the farthest out there in terms of who can be a Jedi.
1: And that's why I love it. Uh
0: now the thing is, in canon he kind of has a similar story, but it's not about the force. His memory banks open up. Yeah. At at the most opportune time he remembers he's actually a rebel droid too. He remembers the re- rebel cause and he's like, Oh, that's what R2's you know, fighting for. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to Now here's the thing. He doesn't die in that, thank goodness. Yes. It, you know, he blows the motivator, that they take him back on the sandcrawler. That sandcrawler is the same one that the stormtroopers destroy, and then R5 just sneaks out. Yep. We don't know where he goes next. He I, We're hoping he didn't die in the desert. Yeah. But it's a very similar story.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Don't wipe your droids. Well, don't wipe, wipe your astromechs. Depends on parts.
0: what you do. Depends on what you do. <laughs> There's some Sometimes things you don't want getting out there. Droids. Um... So, anyway, on that weird note, that be our list, guys. Let us know. I'm pretty sure we didn't cover everyone that you might love that's a Jedi that doesn't get the limelight, so give them the limelight. Let us know on Twitter and Facebook. Hopefully you enjoyed some of these. Tell us, who did you think was the most interesting that you learned about today, if you learned about it, or who are you the most glad got the limelight today?
1: Yeah. Do yourself a favor look up Kruk's hat, because it is so freaking cool. Do
0: not forget that. Alright, we'll be right back with the Q&A, and then we'll close it out. Alright, so, sadly we didn't get through all of the discussion points I wanted to get through, but we got through all the education points. You are now smarter for having heard this podcast, because now you know about all the weird Jedi that you can bring up in random conversation. Yes. When somebody says a basic answer like, Oh, Luke Skywalker's my favorite Jedi. Well, have you heard heard of the Jedi droid? Yes.
1: And not to you know take away from that person's answer because it is a valid answer, but at the same time, now you know more.
0: We all know the greatest Jedi.
1: Ku-Krux hat.
0: Ku-Krux hat. <laughs> On that note, Megan. Yar. We got some Qs and As, right? Yar, we do. We do. do. I turned
1: into a pirate. Yar. Arr. I'm gonna go work for Hondo. Yar. <laughs> your
0: but... your face isn't wrinkly enough for that. <clears throat> oh, okay, there you go. <laughs>
1: Oh man, requirements
0: wish, requirements met. It's a I wish low bar. this
1: was not a visual medium. Or I wish this No. Was. I'm glad this is not a visual
0: medium. Oh. Yeah, hey. that was a face for radio there. Yar. You <laughs> not your natural face. Your natural face is beautiful. But that that, that, that that pirate face you just gave. Yeah, that's a that's a radio face. <laughs> anyway
1: Anyway. So we asked you guys who is your favorite background or secondary Jedi? And Holocronicles said Jedi Raven. Revan?
0: Revan. Like, revanchist. That's
1: so Revan.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I, I I do agree that Jedi Revan doesn't get as much attention as Sith Revan, but...
1: Still have no idea who that is.
0: Uh, it's probably one of the most significant Jedi and Sith. I mean, he plays both sides. You are. Uh, in the Old Republic days. Um...
1: Well, that makes sense. I haven't played
0: Old go. Republic yet. Yeah, so... Uh yeah, Revan. Revan is most noted as being a Sith, but he, before that he was, and after that he was a Jedi. Yeah, significantly a Jedi. Huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Ryan Bullock said Plo Koon, Quinlan Vos, and Kit Fisto.
0: Hey, we yeah. talked about most of them. Most we talked about two out of three. We talked. We briefly mentioned Plo Koon.
1: Yeah, Plo Koon is awesome. He is. He is the most fatherly. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah. Big Daddy Jedi. Mm hmm.
0: Um, Papa Plo.
1: Papa Plo. Uh, Ian said, "Mitra Sirk.
0: Um Who did? again, Old Republic. She okay. was. She's also known as the Jedi Xl. She is actually the first known Jedi to cut herself off from the Force. Something Luke must have read about. No, I'm, I'm just kidding because it's legends. But you know, people got up ah. in arms for Luke doing it, but she did it first. Um, but Boom. she was instrumental uh, to bringing down the Sith triumvirate, aka Darth Revan, Darth Traya, and Darth Sion.
1: Darth Sion.
0: Sion is the guy that should be dead but he hates so much that he's alive. <laughs>
1: right. You told me about that. Yes. Also Darth Sion was our first car.
0: <laughs> well, the Scion T C. Yeah. That I missed that poor car.
1: car. Uh Aeon Strange also said plo Koon.
0: Yeah, nice Good to even, see sir. some Plo Plo fanage yeah. out there.
1: I feel like we've already given our answers, but to remind you, it's Shock
0: T. yes. Uh and Krukruk. Now uh, and Yours, Shakti at least exists. Yeah. <laughs> Kakroc does not exist in canon yet. Yeah. So, mm, one day I can only hope. If I had to pick a canon one though, oh, bully.
1: What was that?
0: That was my thinking noise. Um. Let's just go, go ahead and say just because he was recently. Revealed to still be alive, Opo Rancisis. He's not necessarily my favorite, but he's the one I'm probably most intrigued by right now.
1: Hmm.
0: Good. Yeah. Good one.
1: Good one. Uh, We asked you guys, what are some of your favorite moments from Revenge of the Sith, which we recently did our 10 things on?
0: Yes, so we're not going to tell you our favorite things about Revenge of the Sith.
1: No. We We want you to
0: go check it out for yourself over on our Patreon page.
1: And soon on our uh, YouTube. Yes. If you can wait
0: a month, it'll be on YouTube. But if you yes. can't wait, you gotta know. Yes. Trust me, it's it's a it's it's fun. It's funny.
1: Yeah. You're
0: gonna enjoy it. It's only three dollars a month.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ryan Bullock said the Battle of Heroes.
0: Yes, I take that to mean both the entire scenes of Obi Wan versus Anakin and the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, with in which case, absolutely both. Yeah. Amazing. He also mentioned literally all the music. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. This he mentioned that this is some of his favorite music in all of it and thinks it's some of John Williams best and i absolutely agree mm-hmm. John Williams is great at emotional music and this is the most emotional star wars film until the last jedi okay i yes. don't know why i started an accent I, don't I, I mispronounced something and just stuck with it um yeah i think this had me the most emotional until the last jedi came along No. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I will say the music that plays during Padme's funeral scene, mm. with all of our favorite characters Urgh. watching, walking by, looking sad. Oh, uh,
0: my heart! My heart has well, not recovered all these especially years.
1: Especially when it zooms in and focuses on the fact that she still has a Necklace. Thankfully,
0: they did her. not also bury her with Anakin's Padawan braid because that was just creepy. Why keep that? Because you know. This is this is that's not cute. That's not cute. That's not cute. <laughs> Um not cute.
1: The Cannon Cantina said the opera scene, and Sith story time!
0: Yes. Some of the best Palpatine moments there. Yeah. Just Ian oh. McDermott, just...
1: Pure oh. gold.
0: Yeah, him doing what he do, and doing it the best.
1: Yeah. Um, Lucas said everything. I'm assuming it's Lucas from Earthbound?
0: No, from Twitter. Uh, appropriate okay. answer.
1: Very. Very appropriate answer. Very appropriate.
0: Answer. appropriate. <laughs> One of the best... Yeah. Uh, star wars movies uh definitely top five yeah so yeah so again we're not answering that question because we this is just a well thought out teaser for our patreon show yeah. so if you wouldn't mind giving three dollars a <coughs> month to the awesome creation of this show and future episodes and yeah. other cool content then head over to patreon check it yeah. out and get a bonus show for it there's also other cool bonuses. That you get for supporting us on Patreon. So check all that out on our yeah. Patreon page.
1: If you want to see me die a little bit inside.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. That happened. And also you. We both died a little bit. Yeah. For different reasons. For very
1: different reasons.
0: Um, so there there you go. We die a little bit for this show. So yeah. support us. Support us in our quest for death. Death by Star War.
1: I don't know about you, but I'm not you know, questing for death. I'm pretty good.
0: <laughs> Alright, fine. Uh, but 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 lots of Star Wars.
1: Uh Ryan Bullock asked us Do Okay you
0: so yeah so this is
1: oh, yeah. we asked
0: you guys those questions we are going to ask you, you guys more ask questions. questions and yes we ask you for your questions it's a lot of asking please my my point being keep an eye out for this week's questions for you
1: yeah
0: and keep an eye out for our question for your questions for this oh. for our answers
1: there's something on the mic, and I don't want to adjust to grab it because then it would cause a little cargo.
0: There's some obs- awesomeness on that mic. You know what that is? This show what was the question again. There's some
1: dust on the mic too. Uh, Ryan Billick asks, "Do you think we will see any of the Knights of Ren with their masks off in episode nine, and will we get any, uh, any of their backstories?" You have answered this question Golly, so I many hope times.
0: So. Not, not so many. I mean, the the idea of them them without their masks is yeah. new. Um.
1: I think so. Do I want
0: to see them? Yes. Do I think we'll get their stories? Yes. I hope it happens in episode yeah. nine. Also. I, no, okay, go ahead.
1: We've skated past the fact that you just said golly.
0: I did. Um, <laughs>
1: that was cute.
0: I don't know that we're going to get a big old chunker of a story of them. I think, I think, I, I hope we get them. Yeah. I will say that much. I hope we get them. Yeah. If they show up, will they show up without their masks? It depends on how significant they are.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm leaning towards yes for Carrie Russell.
1: Speculate responsibly, John. If
0: she's a Knight of Wren, we're going to see her face. If the others have significant roles, maybe. Uh, I am hoping Dominic and Dominic Moynihan. Not Moynihan.
1: That's a completely different last name.
0: Dominic what? Monahan. Monahan. Oh, I was right. You said Moynihan. Um, same thing. Uh, Bobby
1: Moynihan. Someone completely
0: different.
1: <laughs> Do you smell that, Exact. <laughs>
0: exactly. Uh, anyway, so Dominic Monahan, Yark. Matt Smith. If they are Knights of Ring. here's the thing. I was unjustly exposed to quote unquote leaks from episode nine. First of all, y'all stop being rude and sharing stuff that's spoilery for people that don't want to be spoiled. Exactly. Share a link to a thing, and you don't gotta post the pictures. Second of all, I don't necessarily believe that it's all accurate. I think it's a no. lot of concept art that could have been changed based on the story. So Look
1: at the concept art for Chewbacca.
0: Right. So, here's what I'm gonna say. Some hmm. of y'all are gonna want to fight me on this because, oh, that was in this Star Wars li-. Here, I don't care about the Star Wars League. I'm not taking that as true until I see it on on screen.
2: Yeah.
0: So, if... Dominic and Matt are Knights of Ren. I think we'll see their face because I think they're sig- I think they're significant enough actors that you would want to see their face.
1: Oh man. If
0: they're not Knights of Ren, then I think we'll mo- go mostly go masked. Yeah. But I think there should be one Knight of Ren that's a significant player and is part of bringing down Kylo Ren. I've constantly be go- been going after that as my biggest theory about it, my biggest theories are Knights of Ren are going to show up and are going to be a significant player, and I feel like I want Kylo Ren to lose his connectivity to the Force. I want Ben Solo to be cut off from the Force. Yes, those are my two big theories and hopes for Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. So, if you're asking me, Ryan, I good, I hope so. Dang it, um, I I'm just that excited about it.
1: Oh, see Matt Smith and a Fez again. Um, That's about it for me.
0: I, I think, regardless, we are definitely getting their story eventually.
1: Yeah.
0: They are too interesting to leave untold. And we just did a whole episode about untold Jedi stories.
2: Yeah.
0: I think eventually we're going to be doing an episode where we break down the story of the Knights of Ren. She's fine. Yeah. If you can hear our cat, she's she's wailing. Um, but she's, fine. she's an old woman she's we we're giving you more attention than her, so that's what she's upset about so to answer your question do we think do I think we'll see them without their masks? maybe
1: yeah
0: do we think we'll get their backstories definitely
1: maybe
0: well, I think definitely at some point, just maybe not in episode nine
1: yeah that's that point. that
0: was my my asterisk is yeah. we're definitely getting their stories at some point. Mm -hmm. Just might not be in episode 9. I really, I have my fingers crossed for episode 9 though. (laughs) Old
1: woman, please.
0: You're fine. Yeah. That's our signal that this episode's over. (laughs) Yep. But, um, remember guys, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Let us know if we talked about some of your favorite Jedi here. Let us know if we didn't. Let us know if you learned something and what you found the most interesting. Uh, Feel free to answer any of the questions we just talked about. All that good stuff, and besides, we post memes and all kinds of updates and fun stuff over on social media, so you want to be there for it. Make sure to check out our Patreon page. Like I said, we just put up our 10 Things We Love About Revenge of the Sith episode, so be sure to check that out, and along the way, support the show. Uh, Along with that, very soon, our Attack of the Clones episode is going to go up on our YouTube channel. Yeah, if you didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. Um, so, just go on YouTube, find Nerd Herder, go ahead and subscribe. We don't have anything there yet, but it's coming. So, all that good stuff, check it out. It's going to be in the description of this episode anyway, so you won't forget. Uh, with that, we're going to leave you to it until we come back this Friday with our Clone Wars rewatch, where we're going to be getting political again, y'all. It's going to be getting good. And so, uh, have a good rest of your week till then. Um. (laughs) (laughs) this just comes with it I am not stopping this episode I am not stopping this recording I am saying goodbye to you have a good daggum day may the force be with you stay scruffy all that good stuff
1: meow